Hello and welcome. Let me go ahead and ruin my lighting. Welcome everybody to another episode of Best of Five. My name is Elon. I am joined here by my cohort, the main squeeze, Steve Ace King, Officer Jurek. Steve, how's it going? On a scale of one to ten? It's going. Solid eight. Oh, we got me. Damn. Uh, I gotta keep you on your toes, man. <laughs> Please do. Unfortunately, we, uh, Sharpie couldn't join us tonight. She was too busy, you know, going 0-2 in the tournament. I said it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> gotta put her on blast like that? Damn. Well, look, I, th we, I thought here, we were here's all the cool. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. She has a chance to defend herself. She sent us a video, so we will get to hear from Sharpie, and she will get to defend herself, so it's okay. Tonight on the show... We're going to talk about what happened last week. We're going to talk about what's not happening next week. We're going to talk about Melty. We're going to talk about Nick. We're going to talk about Smash. It's coming to an end. From It's been, what, 30 years of Smash? It came out in 1999. It's over. It's crazy. We also have the mother of all block grabs. There's so much stuff we're blocking and grabbing today. And it's not going to know... It, it, you, you don't know how it's going to go. Steve thinks he knows how those block grabs are going to go, but he doesn't know how it's going to go. I know how my blocks and grabs are going to go. Yeah. You know how yours are going to go. You don't know what the people and, are going to say. And if you want to be wrong, you know, this is a free country. <laughs> you, you're more than welcome to, the, to uh, that opportunity. <laughs> we'll see. And we're going to talk about some other games that also exist. With... The latest entomment of quick hits at the end of our show. Uh, first and foremost, I know we have this at the end of the show, but I just want to get it out of the way. Uh, we all saw Jabaley posting on Twitter that he was in a pretty scary and horrific car crash. So uh, on behalf of everybody here at Best of Five, we want to send Jabaley our best wishes, a speedy recovery, and a we're very, very happy that you're still with us and you get to run dope fighting game tournaments for us still. So... Big ups to you. And he may have re-injured his arm today, hmm. uh, reacting to one of the things we're going <laughs> to block grab. Oh, no. He's like the smash guy who dislocated his shoulder. He did it. Oh, <laughs> Why no. Why do we have so many self-injuries in the FGC? Look, we're getting old, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, we also want to send the well wishes to uh, John Guerrero, who is now married. So, yeah. Velociraptor, former host, current husband to the show. He's he's married to the show. <laughs> current husband to the show. <laughs> All right. Uh, we we wish you the best, John. It's you know it's fun, it's challenging, but it's worth it. Good luck to you and your not show wife <laughs> that could have gotten better uh, that could have uh let's start this recap shall we yes we shall steve where are we going moving first? swiftly along <laughs> to unrelated topics let's talk about street fighter uh because we have a couple of different competitions to talk about let's start with the cpt uh, they took their second visit to Central America West this weekend. Uh, this is Mexico, Costa Rica, Panama, that region of the world. Kusanagi, one of the top Mexican players, got the win over Vicaron in the grand final. He is headed to Capcom Cup. Andy Enigma, 
is uh, also on the podium representing Costa Rica. Uh, you see some other strong players there. Doomsnake, Gama, El Tigre, uh, Nanolik, who is in the running for that top, uh, top name of the week spot. But uh, Kusanagi, congratulations to you. We will see you at Capcom Cup. See you at the next tournament. Um, we also had the starting events of the Japanese Street Fighter League. The 2021 season got underway. Uh, started with a couple of preseason events. The second one was one with points on the line, actually. Uh, some of the players from each team got together, had a tournament, the top two finishers earned points for their squad. So Tokido, the captain of uh, the Roto Z squad, he got the win over John Takeuchi. Uh, so so uh, Roto Z starts the season with two bonus points. Uh, John Takeuchi uh, got one point for Detonation Gaming. Uh, and if we look at the next screen, because yesterday slash today depending on when where in the world you are uh we saw the first round or the first half of the first round of the street fighter league proper for japan uh good eight squad with a 4-0 victory over gyogun and shinobiism and mildom beast playing to a 2-2 draw uh format is very similar to last year with a couple of slight tweaks um, each each team has four players, but uh, you've got three. Each match is three v three, so one team member sits out per match. Uh, there are no team bans, uh, but the home team gets or there are no character bans. Excuse me, uh, but there is a home and a wayside, and home gets first choice of character. Uh, so. Uh, so it will be a double round robin. So each you'll you'll play each other twice. Each team will have one game where they pick first, one game where they pick second. So good eight squad. Halfway through round one, they are on top with four points. Mildom Beast Shinobiism uh, drawing level two points apiece, along with Roto Z uh, for Tokido's win. Uh, the other four uh, you'll see. The other four teams in action uh, on Thursday. So, and we'll talk about that when we get to what to watch. Let's kick it over to Tekken because the Tekken Online Challenge is rounding out. Uh, hit the penultimate weekend this weekend uh, with some events over in the eastern side of the world, the Eastern Hemisphere. Uh, kicking things off with uh, Philippines and East Asia. This was a very Philippines-heavy bracket. Seven of the top eight finishers coming from the Philippines, including the top four. AK gets the win. RGN and Jules rounding out the podium. Maru completing the top four sweep. T-Rex representing Hong Kong, the only non-Philippine player in top eight. Uh, 
also want to throw a little nod to Sidestep Lance, who might be in the running for that best name of the week slot as well. I like Gold uh, Standard, too. Gold Standard's a Gold good Standard, one. A couple of good ones. We've also got some good ones in Oceania. Uh, this is Australia and New Zealand. This was the other Tekken Online Challenge Master event this past weekend. Yagami getting the win for Australia, holding off natural in the grand final. Extrament is your third place finisher. Uh, 500 milligram trend <laughs> per wins. week. That one wins. That's up there. <laughs> Tying for fifth with Dion Gray, one of Australia's top players there. A friendly tree also making top eight. Nice. So so we got some good we've got some good players. We've got some good names. Okay, Steve, uh, so we, what's the what's the name of the week here? We have uh sidestep lance gold standard then uh 500 milligram trend per week and a friendly tree who's the winner of the what the bestie name of the week name of the week i'm gonna have to go with sidestep lance sidestep lance on the condition that he got the name for some reason other than tekken Mm. Is he just I, really I, good at avoiding puddles? Yeah. Not avoiding the puddle, and, but puddles. <laughs> just puddles in general. Yeah. Man, um, I, I gotta give it to a friendly tree. I was gonna give it to 500 milligram trend per week, which is a hilarious name, but a friendly tree. I'm down. I'm down with a friendly tree. So congratulations to Sidestep Plants and a friendly tree for winning the bestie name of the week. We've got one more event to cover. Um, And that is the DBFZ uh, online tournament series. They had their Japanese event this past weekend. Ikoan is your winner. He takes it over uh, Kuzumatsu in the grand final. Pepe and Nekoze rounding out the top four. Uh, You've got a couple of players you don't necessarily associate with the top results in japan but you do have some strong players in there as well aqua uh who has made waves in in a couple different games making top 16 as well so congratulations to everyone involved if we take a we don't have a graphic for it but we do have a quite a list of events to watch for uh you do have in terms of uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, you've got Europe 3 this coming weekend, that online Tenkaichi matchup. You've got, uh, as far as Tekken's concerned, the final weekend of online master events. And it's two of probably the most anticipated regions in action, Korea and Japan. So there's going to be some good-ass Tekken on display there. Uh, as far as Street Fighter V goes, you've got another Capcom Cup or a Capcom Pro Tour event. Uh, in addition to that, you've got the continuation of the Street Fighter League Japan, which will be on Thursdays and Tuesdays. And on Thursday night, you have the kickoff of the Street Fighter League US. So Thursday morning, Japanese Street Fighter League. Thursday night, U.S. Street Fighter League, 
you've got options if you're looking for some Street Fighter V action. Anything else? Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, so I'm going to say that's it for the recap. Okay, well, thank you for giving us both a look at what happened last week and what will happen this coming weekend. You know what's not happening in the near future? Evo. The Showcase. The Evo Showcase has been canceled as per uh, a statement over by uh, Evo. So, Steve, you have more info on that? I do. Uh, this came out earlier this week, unfortunately. Uh, if we... Uh, take a look at the statement they said quote the goal of the evo showcase is to bring together the best players from around the world in a live in-person format due to the continuing complications of covid19 and the spread of the delta variant we have made the tough decision to cancel the evo 2021 showcase the players invited to participate in the EVO 2021 showcase represent many of the best fighting fighters in the world. We're incredibly saddened to cancel the event. The EVO team will be contacting each player individually to recognize their efforts. We remain dedicated to EVO's mission of celebrating the FGC and will continue to work towards the return of the big live events that you expect from us. End quote. So Sonic Fox got his wish. Doesn't have to travel to Vegas to play Guilty Gear. They're... Got their wish, sorry. Got their wish. Apologies. There are a couple people who were really not looking forward to it. Um, Leffen particularly was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has not been a fan of Evo as a whole. Uh, so I don't think he's particularly heartbroken over, over this. But for a lot of players, you know... The one I think of right away is uh, Triviality, uh, who got second in Skullgirls North America, and he was taught. He was just so excited. Like as soon as he finished, like going to Evo, yeah. Like, like there's a lot of genuine excitement around an event like this, and it sucks to lose it. It really does. Yeah. But at the end of the day, again, it's the same old story, man. It's this pandemic, dude. It's one of those things where it sucks, but I feel like people are going to be in a much safer uh, environment without this event. And I say that begrudging my own words because it really sucks that that event's gone. Uh, another person I really wanted to bring up was Hotashi. Uh, Hotashi, who won Guilty Gear Strive Evo, super excited to go uh, and unfortunately won't get that chance. However... Uh, also, I did want to, speaking of, I'm glad I brought him up. Uh, I did want to say Hotachi recently announced that he's like moving full time to do, uh, content creation and, uh, playing thanks to Moist Esports for, uh, for sponsoring them and their recent, uh, success bump since Evo, uh, since Evo Online happened. So big congrats to Hotachi for making their big move. You know, the, I think with a lot of these events, you know, one of the common themes I saw when people were talking about this is why is Evo canceling? You know, you're, we're seeing offline events both for, for traditional fighting games and other esports as well as sports in general. Um, you know, we talked about how... Uh, 
not Smash and Splash, but Riptide. Pardon me. Riptide, uh, they ran a very large offline event that included, you know, two, three thousand players. The challenges you would imagine are much greater in a situation like that versus a situation where you're bringing in, you know, 32 players. However, you do have the, the thing you have to keep in mind is, you know, we're talking about international travel. There are currently restrictions uh, for people coming in from several parts of Europe, from uh, China and uh, other countries, although China, I don't believe, had any qualifiers for uh, the Evo Showcase, but certainly Europe did, uh, certainly UK did. Those players, they would have to do something like quarantine for 14 days outside of those countries before coming to the U.S. That's not super feasible for a lot of for a lot of players. Maybe those restrictions wouldn't be in place by the time November rolls around, but maybe they will. And maybe those restrictions will be in place for other countries. There's just so much up in the air right now still, even though things are starting to get to something that sort of feels like normal, it's still not there yet. And there are still very real, very difficult challenges to face for any sort of event like this. Yeah, especially because adding in the international aspect of it is much like you were saying, like it adds an entire new variable that can be so different depending on where someone's come or someone's coming from or going to right um so yeah it's it's rough rough city yeah my question is my big wonder is what does this do for evo going forward because this is now three straight events well four if you include evo japan which never got announced for 2021 uh but you have Evo Offline 2020, which got canceled uh, due to the pandemic. Then you have Evo 2020 Offline, Online, excuse me, which got canceled due to the allegations surrounding Mr. Wizard. Uh, you have, obviously, Evo Japan 2021, which never took place. Now you've got this Offline Evo Showcase, which didn't happen. Um, the only really real events you've seen under the Evo brand are, you know, Evo Online, which to a lot of people, for better or for worse, fairly or unfairly, didn't really feel like Evo. And those Evo-branded PlayStation tournaments in the run-up to it, which again, fairly or unfairly, didn't really feel like they were attached to Evo in a significant way. It was just sort of a tournament with the Evo name slapped on, onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, with all due respect to everyone who participated, it's it's a legit tournament. It's just maybe not necessarily the feeling of it. Yeah. So, assuming events, you know, offline events come back in 2022, is that prestige still going to be there? Is that, you know, a lot of Evo's success, in my opinion, has come from the fact that they're the biggest. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's sort of, self-fulfilling prophecy a lot of people go there because it's the biggest event it's the biggest event because a lot of people go there you know 
there's always been that contingent of of players and uh, attendees who prefer other types of events, like a CEO, like a combo breaker, like an ECT or something like that, and wishing there was something else that was the big event. Do you think it's possible that, you know, assuming all of these events come back, something maybe usurps Evo a little bit? Or or do you think it's still... You well, know, I mean, it's, it, it's almost a silly question to ask, honestly. I mean, it's not, and here's why. Uh, it's This has been a topic that was going on even before the pandemic started, right? Where, like, there was a lot of people saying, oh, Combo Breaker is getting better than Evo. Oh, CEO is better, getting better than Evo, et cetera, et cetera. So it does feel like it was, it's one of those things where it, because it feel, it's been so long. Wow, I need to fix that, huh? Thank you, DJ Cream, for the big resub. Or for gifting five community subs, sorry. Big thank you. Everybody that just got a sub, go ahead and thank DJ Cream 13, who is the person who is behind Vortex Gallery. Big thank you for both Vortex Gallery and for the five gift subs. And congratulations on Vortex Gallery. We <laughs> talked about it last week. Yeah. Five weekends of tournaments in a row. That's just an insane. <laughs> he said, tournament he said one sub for every schedule you did for them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's fair. That's fair. I appreciate it. No, big thank you. Uh, but going back to our topic, well, first of all, DJ Green, thank you. We appreciate it. Getting back on track just because we still have thoughts because we're talking about uh, the Evo showcase getting canceled and we moved the topic on to talking about where is Evo going to be standing after this whole thing is over. If you, I feel like it's going to stay the same and here's why. Evo... Even now with, or more so now with the PlayStation and the Endeavor money, they have the ability to come back after this pandemic. There are, I'm assuming, a ridiculously large amount of tournaments that don't have that ability. Hell, even this past week, we heard uh, from 2GG on Twitter. Uh, 2GG mainstay Smash Weekly ran a bunch of stuff. Uh, recently announced that they're done. They don't have the means to keep. Uh, they don't have the means to keep going anymore, and the pandemic is a part of the cause for that. And you know they they're not because they aren't sure when things are going to come back to normal. They decided to end all of their uh, all of their contribution to Smash. So Mega Smash Monday, which has been going on for as long as I've been around in the FGC. Uh, and they are refunding their final tournaments and they're just kind of done. You know, so I feel like they're uh, 2GG along with a bunch of other tournaments that we know and don't know about don't have that ability of coming back. So with Evo's resources, I feel like Evo will be back and it'll, I have a feeling it might be like, it might feel like nothing changed for people who go back. It might feel exactly like it did before. Maybe it'll be a little bit different, right? But it might just be the same experience where it's, you know, at the Mandalay Bay, it's going to be exactly like it was in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. So. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I feel that Evo will certainly still be the big deal um, for at least the foreseeable future. My question is. I, I, I feel like this is still going to be meaningful uh, whenever the first event comes back, assuming it's going to be 2022 because 
that's still going to be the first event under the Sony umbrella. Mm-hmm. If that event doesn't go well, then I think you'll see some real momentum in terms of the community looking for something to be, you know, that big event outside outside mm-hmm. of Evo. And, you know, Rick has said, Rick, uh, who runs Combo Breakers, said many times that he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want Combo Breaker to be Evo. Uh, I I don't believe Jabali wants uh, CEO to be Evo. But, you know, those are sort of things that you don't get to choose. The community chooses for you. You know, if they decide to show up en masse, they are going to make that decision for you. Um, I don't think it's going to happen in 2022. But if you do have significant issues or if there's a significant dif- disconnect between what they offer and, uh, out of their event and what the community wants to see in that event, then I think there's the opportunity for another event, whether, whether they necessarily want to or not, to fill that void. Yeah, well, and the other thing, too, is let's look at it from the opposite side of the of the coin here instead of looking at the community let's look at it from a business side of things if evo doesn't go well sony and endeavor they can very well decide to not do it anymore that's a possibility as well now too so it's one of those things where again this whole pandemic has kind of turned everything upside down so what's going to happen who knows only the cards can tell let's go to a fortune teller I, I I get what you're going for. Yeah, kind of. Let's get some tarot um, readings. Yeah the the one part of that statement though that kind of jumps out at me, aside from the possible fallout that we've been discussing, is them reaching out to recognize players individually. Mm-hmm. Does that include a little uh, financial recognition? Because you know, the big thing with this event was between all the games, you're looking at a $125,000 prize pool that was supposed to be uh, divvied up. Mm-hmm. Are they going to, you know, give everybody some prizes? You know, here's a consolation prize for making, for qualifying for this event that is not going to happen. Who knows? Um, I'll try Wait, and reach out to some of those players and. Here's the other thing, too. Sorry to interrupt, but here's the other thing, too, is they won a prize package of a flight. (laughs) Like, it's in that player contract. So they are owed money in one way or another, right? Whether it be a flight or whether it be the cost of a flight. Because it's in that contract agreement, if I'm not mistaken. Although I'm sure there's a clause about the tournament getting canceled and nobody gets anything because, you know, lawyers. Yeah. I'm Right now, I'm trying to pull up uh, the evil rules page and as of right now the new the rules links are down oh okay great the general <laughs> rules and the competitive rules are both down oh they both return 404 errors there's no way to to pull it up from uh the evil main page oh uh, boy they got us again they can't Man. they can't offer prize packages to anybody under the age of fifty six. Damn it. 
We're too young. Man. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, was, okay, wait, wait, wait. Is Are the rule sites down because they were part of the Shoryuken website? Because it was evo.srk.com, right? Or srk.evo.com or something like that? No, it's evo.gg. Oh, evo.gg, okay. Yeah, and the main page is still up, but if you pull up the menu, uh, you've got the start page, events, which links to nothing, and news, which links to list of news, including the statement on the showcase. Mm -hmm. Okay, but, so yeah. I guess we'll never know what was in those rules. Maybe, I remember we pulled it up on the on our show. Maybe we need to go back and search at a later day. But um, sneaky, these guys, huh? Uh, let's talk about new stuff. Let's get out of this dreary, sad future, like world that we live in and get into the fantasy that is video games. This past week, including today, both Melty Blood Type Lumina and Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl are now out into the wild. I got a significant amount of time in Melty Blood Type Lumina, and I've been playing Nick All-Stars Brawl all day today. I hope somebody can beat my Ren and Stimpy, because uh, nobody has been able to yet. Uh, and both, well, one game came under a little bit of heat, because the launch did not go so well. Can you guess which one of the two games had a rough launch? Um, I might melt under the pressure of trying to figure that out. I'm, my blood is boiling for it. We yeah. tried, yeah. we tried. Melty Blood had a big ol' issue with the Steam release where anytime you loaded up an online game, if you clicked ranked, it would search rank, and then when it found a ranked match, the game would crash. So you think, oh, that's okay. I guess I'll go to a lobby. You go to a lobby. As soon as you click join lobby, game crashes. So the first day of Melty Blood Type Lumina, no online play on Steam. Everybody was playing on the uh, PlayStations. And all the PC players had paid $50 for nothing. Well, for a game with no online. It is fixed now, and people are able to play. But man, I got to tell you, for... For me, who bought the game, I went to training mode for all of like five minutes to learn the maids, and then I went to went to go play ranked because that's how I learn. That's a frustrating bit of uh, news to to experience after I paid, you know, essentially like over a week's worth of money on a video game and finding out it doesn't work. Boy, it had me heated. Uh, a couple other uh, bits of controversy with Melty Blood Type Lumina is there's a lot of auto combos in the game. And a lot of people's first instinct is, oh, auto combos, I hate this. So with that said, though, it does feel like the game itself is deep and is great, even with the inclusion of those auto combos. I think it's just going to take people a little bit of time to get used to it uh, and to not fall into the habit of mashing buttons like I do and then accidentally getting auto combos. Um, I have yet to, I haven't had an opportunity to dive into Melty yet. My, uh, how does the damage on those auto combos compare to uh, any combo you do manually? 
I have not tried this myself. However, I was watching Eli Joe's stream and he said, I did not see this myself. He said they tested it out and the auto combo does less damage than a full on combo. And it's called rapid beat, I think. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, there's, you know, it's a trade-off. You know, there if you want to have that experience where you know you, you give up guaranteed damage to to try and get more out of it and run the risk of a missed input, you know what? I'm fine with it. It it to me that doesn't feel like as big of a a make or break situation as some would make it out to be. Yeah, I think the big issue is it adds a layer of execution for those of us who don't who shy away from the auto combos, right? Because if you get a wrong input, it's going to go into that auto combo and it's going to ruin everything. So I think that's kind of the frustration. But again, that's one of those things where the more time we have with the game, people are going to be more comfortable with it and it'll be fine. Uh, some people are sad you can't turn them on and off like you could with Marvel Infinite, which... There's a part of me that does agree with that. Like, it would be cool if you could just turn those off. However, I'm not too hurt about it, you know? Uh, but yeah, it, I, I, think we'll, I think the games are going to be okay. One thing I do want to bring up is uh, we saw a tweet by Majin Obama, and I really wanted to bring this up because I responded to it, and I got a very good response, right? Where Obama, let me go ahead and pull it up so I don't misquote the man. Uh, Obama had, had said something along the lines of... And I quote, whether you play Street Fighter, Tekken, or whatever, you should be celebrating the initial launch success of Strive and Melty Blood this year. If these IPs could perform the way they did this year, imagine how strong of an opportunity the next Street Fighter or Tekken have if the package is right. I think that's a perfectly great thought to put out in the world. I even responded to myself. I said, Rising Tide raises all ships, right? Because that's truly the way it is. However... I saw some answers in that thread that had me a little worried. I'm not going to lie. And I think it might just be uh, one of those examples of the vocal minority or people who aren't necessarily in the fighting game community who wound up finding this thread and just throwing out their opinion. Uh, that like kind of had me worried a little bit for a while. But after I thought about it for a while, I was like, eh, whatever. We do what we can. And the people who want to shoot down other games they can just you know go do that in their own corner of the world or whatever see i think there is some of that but i there's also the element where i feel like there's pressure on some people to if you're if you don't love every game in the fgc then you're not really part of the fgc like there are some people who all they care about is tekken and that's perfectly fine. There are some people who only want to play Street Fighter. There are some people who only want to play Smash or only platform fighters. And you know what? That's fine. You're not less of a gamer uh, because you don't like Melty. You're not less of a gamer because you don't like Yadagarasu. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do feel there's a little bit of that. But, you know, yeah, I've... You know, if there's interest in fighting games, if if interest in fighting game grow, then you do have more opportunities for Street Fighter to come in and grow their audience. Like, hey, if you like this King of Fighters thing, maybe you'll like the Street Fighter thing because they had games to get with this with 
shared cast characters a while ago. Maybe mm-hmm. you'll like that old game too. It, it it does feel like the heart of what Obama was saying, I agree with. Uh, but I don't necessarily think it's a situation where everyone who disagrees with him on that is in the wrong, or at least for, you know, all well, for he, one particular reason. Here's why I disagree with your sentiment on that. At the end of the day, we're all part of the fighting game community, right? We all like fighting games, whether that, whether you like only Street Fighter, whether you like Street Fighter and Tekken, whether you only like Tekken, whether you only, whatever. If you only like one game or if you like multiple games, doesn't matter. We're all part of this community together, right? We all have gone to Evo. If not, we've all watched Evo, right? We're interested in the, in tournaments. We're interested in getting better. We're interested in playing video games. When one game does well, nothing bad happens to the entirety of the FGC if one game does well. Only good things happen if one game does well. If multiple games do well, only good things happen to the FGC. Here's an example. Here is a great example. Guilty Gear Strive added rollback to great success. My thought is, since other developers saw how well-received rollback was on Guilty Gear Strive, they've now started implementing it in their games. Melty Blood has it. Uh, King of Fighters 15 is going to have it. Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl has it. It's going to put a pressure on all other developers to really think about other aspects of their game when they see something being received so well. Right? So if it wasn't for the success of Guilty Gear Strive and the big uproar about how great the rollback netcode was, we wouldn't have half of these games have uh, rollback today. Well, there is also that whole... We got shut off from offline events for a year and a half. So we were forced to play online. And all of a sudden, you know, if online connection isn't great, we can't really say, oh, well, online doesn't matter anyway. You know, see me offline. We can't say that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think that's more of the driving force behind because that's what got them to uh, implement rollback into Strive. Sure. It wasn't because another game was successful. It's because, oh yeah, we all got to play online, so I guess online play is kind of important now. Um, but, you know, let me, let me counterpoint your follow the leader example. Season passes. Microtransactions. Mm-hmm. If, you know, you you saw some games do that well and all of a sudden every game has a season pass every game has a slew of characters that they plan to add to the game but they don't that but they want to sell you later on not necessarily put in the base roster mm-hmm. so not every instance of follow the leader is going to be good for the FGC i know those are kind of extreme examples but well here's I the just thing want to too throw that out there with the with the I, I totally agree. Microtransactions t- sucks, and the looking at games as a service thing, I think, does kind of suck in a sense because it's a lot of money to die to put into a game, right? Uh, with that said, though, that ensures that these games get continued development, right? Because more characters are made, more balances are made. Like if you look at Tekken Seven, te- I have a feeling Tekken Seven will not have lasted this long if it wasn't for season passes and continued development. Same thing with Street Fighter Five. Same thing with Dragon Ball Fighters, right? It sucks that they're like kind of like 
doing the hamster water bottle thing and like making you pay to take a sip every time for a new character. But it's given these games some longevity that it hasn't in a long time. So I guess I guess each each argument has its ups and downs, but it's one of those things where uh, I don't see one game doing well being negative for the FGC. Even if it's a game you don't like, be happy that it's doing well because it's more people in our community and more people means more better things. In most cases. In most cases, sure. Um, yeah. There was another game that came out today, was, wasn't there? Yes, Nickelodeon All-Stars Battle Royale. No, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl came out today. Perfect. I had no issues. I picked up, I purchased the game for 40 bucks. I got in, played some training mode, went online, played some matches. The only issue is one of the stages is causing some issues online. But online play works great. Offline play works great. It feels like it's a game that's doing everything right. The only thing that really sucks is after playing it for a while, I got really tired of hearing these background musics and no character voices. But that's one of those things where I can just mute the game and put on music I want to listen to. I I come at it from a slightly different perspective uh, because I am not by trade a platform fighter player. Yeah, me neither. Um, so I, you know, when I got in there, it felt like there was there wasn't a ton to do outside of playing. You know, when you look at something like Smash, you've got, you know, you've got stuff like the Subspace Emissary, you've got Home Run Contest, you've got, you've, you've got a plethora of modes that you can do uh, aside from playing online or playing offline. This, this game, you know, the gameplay itself, great. Um, and for a lot of people, that's all that matters. But... It, it does feel a little bare bones, especially when you throw in um, the lack of character voices, especially when you throw in the music, and especially when you compare it to another platform fighter that had some info come out today, mm-hmm. and the amount of care and the amount of love for the source material just shines through in every single moment of what you saw on that presentation today. Mm-hmm. It's quite a stark contrast in all honesty. Um, I really want this game to be successful because I love so many of those characters. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just worried that it's a very similar situation to the launch of street fighter five. Not so much in terms of thoughts on the gameplay itself, but in terms of thoughts on what else is there outside the gameplay. Sure. Let me counterpoint this with a couple of points. First, they, because of the type of uh, the uh, game developer this is and because of the type of money that they have, they did not promise lots of things to come out, right? They showed you exactly what the game is. They said what was going to be in it. And, you know, the fact that they kind of brought back Tekken Volleyball, I'm a fan. Uh, 
But you can see the love and care that they put into this game, not necessarily by... Uh, well, you can see it by uh, the... Like, what's, what's the term? Like, the, the representation of each character's source material in the game, right? Even though it doesn't have the voices, even though it doesn't have the songs and the, and the sounds and everything, there is a lot that is very, very tailored to each one of those characters. You just, it, unfortunately, it takes a little bit of diving into the look or a, a little bit of looking into. You have to do a little bit of digging to find it. Each character move is named after like a really important moment in each cartoon, right? Like, for example, uh, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, they have a move called Stimpy Weedit, and it's Ren just choking Stimpy out. It's hilarious. It's exactly like the cartoon. You have uh, Patrick slamming the phone, saying, no, this is Patrick, not the Krusty Krab. You have SpongeBob having the karate chop hands, and you have SpongeBob doing the rainbow thing. You have Sandy Cheeks. You have, you know, you have all these characters doing all these crazy things that all are very faithful to their original source material. And on top of that, you can tell that they really thought this gameplay out. Uh, I hate to go back to the gameplay part of it, but it's one of those things where you can tell that they really cared about it because of the way the gameplay works. They thought through everything and they tried their damnedest with what they had. So the fact that they don't have... Uh, well, actually... They also have an arcade mode, which is more than Street Fighter V had. I hate to talk crap on Street Fighter, but they do have an arcade mode. Just want to point that out. Uh, but yeah, the fact that they don't have all of these bells and whistles and it's mostly all just tied down to the game uh, is, it. I think in itself, that's a really good show of the care that they took into it because they did the most of what they could with what they had. And they didn't have a lot, it seems. So, yeah. And, and I, I'm with you on that. Um but like I said, it's. I've said this a couple times. This game isn't necessarily being sold as a platform fighter, first and foremost. It's being mm -hmm. sold as a nostalgia bomb that just happens to be a platform fighter. Um, the team behind this game is the team behind Slap City. Uh, their bona fides are there. The gameplay, like I said, is rock solid. Mm -hmm. But. I feel like so much of the success of this game depends on grabbing that extra audience that are that aren't necessarily Smash fans as much as they are Nickelodeon fans, mm -hmm. and that's where I, that's where my worry comes in. I think it's all there. It just it unfortunately because of the way things are. Uh, while it is all there, it does take some searching to find it. Right. And, and well, fortunately and unfortunately, like, all it takes is playing the game. Because as soon as you start playing the game, like, as soon as I started playing Invader Zim, he throws out Gur. And it's like, well, I'm sold. Gur's in here. He has a gnome. He's got the spider arms. He's great. Powdered Toast Man does the thing. He shoots out little, uh, what, what's it called? Like, the dust thing, right? Like, you have the Avatar people, and they do all the Avatar things, and, you know... They even have a couple of avatar stages on there that uh, look really good. So, huh? I think our ticker just broke. Sick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, while I'm getting this set up, um, Steve, have you? Do you have any final thoughts on all this shenanigans? I want to get into these characters. I want to. I I want to get into some blocking and some grabbing because. 
I promised some history in uh, in our Discord, and I want to deliver on that history. Steve, chat, get ready. It's time for a block rap. Black Rab. Black Rab. All right, Steve, we have a doozy for today. We've got a lot. Let's. <laughs> like, like, it's nothing but bangers this week. Let's start with. You know what? I'm just going to go down the list I have here. Let's start with this. Jet Set, or I'm sorry, Jack Brian Radio. Alright, Steve. Isla is her name. Blocker Grab. Uh, Chat, I'm coming to you next. Uh, remember what someone said about multi characters having no drip? Mm -hmm. Isla has drip. Isla is drip. That is a grab. Nice. Chat. Block a grab. I see two grabs. Uh, Lee Dragon agreeing with me that uh, she's the better Shune. I totally agree. Blue says block because I, I only because I don't care about her design or KOF. Are you serious? Have you never played Jet Grind Radio? That's a Jet Grind Radio character if I've ever seen one. I'm grabbing the hell out of that because that was awesome. I almost exited out of uh, our streaming software. That was scary. That would have been disastrous. <laughs> if you now, if you are in chat and you are subscribed, you can hit us with uh, BOV block and BOV grab. Uh, you, you've got those emotes available to you. And if you use don't, them. and if you're not subscribed, you can use yay or nay, the Twitch emotes for voting. Or you could uh, subscribe to us. Or you could subscribe and to us. If you, if you have Amazon Prime, you, do you know that you can get a free subscription? You might as well use it here if you didn't know about that because you're going to forget about it. So give us the money. If you don't, nobody gets it, and it's just wasted on nothing. Thanks. Steve, you ready for our next block grab? Oh, by the way, this was uh, a th uh, an overwhelming grab to a like one block on the chat. So this this is a grab all around per majority decision. Are you ready for our next trailer, Steve? Let's do it. Oh boy. K dash. Can't have KOF without K Dizzy. <laughs> Chat, get ready. Type in those blocks, grabs, yays, or nays. Steve, blocker grab on K dash, K dizzle, as it were. K dizzle for shizzle. That's a grab. You can't block K dash. You you, you just too, can't. Too good. Too good of mix ups. Yeah, I'm a grab as well. Chat, grab, blocker grab. I'm just seeing grabs everywhere. Even Blue, who says he hate, hates KOF and everyone who likes KOF grabs. I'm kidding. I'm putting words in their mouth. Uh, lots of lots of grabs all around. So congratulations to K-Dash for the overwhelming grabs all around. Now, before Melty Blood came out, there was one announcement of a Melty Blood character. 
and it was a big one. Let's check it out. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This lady is from... Fate? Yeah. Like one of them Fate animes. I think I actually watched this one. It feels like this is a big deal. Yes, there is some history between uh, the Melty series and the Fate series. So it's not completely out of left field. But having Saber in the game feels like a statement of intent. It, it feels like it's a big deal. Mm. Trademark. You know, it's not just, oh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. This is... This is a serious series in terms of attention now. Um, and I don't necessarily mean like this is the moment that made it. But this, it, it feels like this wouldn't have happened in uh, current code or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm going to grab, um, you know, not Shauna, but I'm still grabbing. Um, I'm going to block because fighting this character sucks. She's difficult. Uh, I'm kidding. No, I'll, I'll grab. I actually, I surprisingly, I'm not much of an anime person, but I did watch that one series of Fate, whatever. Um, so it, super surprising, right? Like, I don't think anybody expected somebody from... Uh, and my assumption is that the Fate series is, like, super big. Everybody loves it or something. Uh, so... Super unexpected. Everybody seems happy when she got announced. So uh, I guess I'll grab just because people are happy. You feel As me? As you should. Yeah. Chat, block, or grab. I see a block and a grab. So we'll we'll call it even. Uh, but is this as big as a Grand Blue fighting game? Like, is it like that much of a... Is the Fate series that much of a draw? Is it that popular? Well, I think Grand Blue is, you know, right now... A whole other level, mm -hmm. you know, and, and and I still don't know how grand a blue has to be in order for it to qualify as a grand blue. Mm -hmm. But so maybe I'm not the person to ask. Okay, it seems like the chat's pretty split up. Lots of blocks and grabs all around. So let's move on to our next character trailer. Oops, sorry, hold on. There we go. What you waiting for? You're ready, you're ready. I wish you guys could see how giddy Steve is right now. <laughs> Aang from Avatar is now in Nick All-Stars Brawl. Steve, blocker grab. Grab, 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 grab. All right. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll get I'll get a watch for the next couple. <laughs> Way to blow out the mic there, Steve. <laughs> I'm seeing two. I'm Remember seeing a couple grabs in the chat. Remember uh, back in the old days, uh, you know. The early, the oh nine days where if something ha hype happened on tournament, the commentator mics would blow out. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that was it's that basically was it. that. That yeah. you know, I'm bringing it back. Okay, but that is the easiest grab in the history of black grab. Easy. Okay. All right. Yeah, it seems lots of people are uh, grabbing. When are you gonna play it? Cosplay as Aang. Somebody's asking God, in the chat. I'm gonna have to find the clip. If you go through our most popular clips, uh, you'll find one from a few years oh, yeah. ago Probably, where I right? actually, yeah, the Halloween episode where I was Aang. Yeah, I remember. It was good too. Um, all right. It seems everybody's grabbing. I'm gonna block. Why would you do that? Look, I get it. Avatar is important to a lot of people. It's not important to me, dang it. I missed the boat on it, and that's fine. However, I wish these spots would have been used for something better. Like, give me a Dancing Lobster. Give me a Drake and Josh. Give me Action Team now. Give me Meltman. Right? Give me a Keenan from all that. Literally anything. I feel like these are wasted spots. Anyway, let's get to the next one. Because it's just going to get worse for on. Oh, wait. Hold on. I chose the wrong one again. What you waiting for? Wait, wait. Steve? Yes. Block grab. Grab, 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 grab. Alrighty. Grab. Oh, okay, I missed that one, damn it. Um, I had your mic turned down for all of that, so it didn't blow out again. <laughs> uh, okay, that's a good way. Why wait. you gotta mess with me like that? <laughs> Alright, chat, block or grab. I see... Let's see, I see a couple grabs. I better not see no blocks. This is this is the easiest grab in the history of block grab. I'm with Shayon on this one. Block. Again, give me... like. Where's the rest of the Ninja Turtles? Why has it got to be Avatar? Where's the rest of the Ninja Turtles? Where's Master Splinter? Where's Shredder? Huh? Alon. Huh? Alon. Alon. Where's... Uh, where's give me a Gur character. I feel like that would have been way better than Avatar characters. Alon. Anywho, we don't have a trailer for this last one, but here is the last one. Grab. Korra's also in the game. Grab, grab, grab. Easiest grab in the history of block grab. Easiest grab. All you got to say do is say grab and you have the correct answer. Block. See, I'm serious. Like man, where's Rocco's modern life? You know? Where's where's hey, where's Arnold? There's a Hey Arnold character in this game. It's Helga Pataki, but where's Arnold? Arnold's a lover, not a fighter. Dude, I don't like it. dude, give me, give me a fresh, like, give me Will Smith from Fresh Prince of Bel Air or something. Fresh Prince, Fresh it Prince. Night. It was on Nick at Night. Alan. It was on Nick at Night. Alan. It was on Nick at Night. Alan. 
I need you. I need you to look at the camera. I need you to look at my monitor. Look, Steve, we can all be wrong. And unfortunately, you're the one that's wrong this week. Sorry. That's not the case. That's you are incorrect. Nope. You are factually wrong. Oh, Golden Girls was in Nick at Night too. Where's Betty White? Give me a Betty White. Literally anything other than Avatar, please. All right. Lastly, and we're, we're going to go into in-depth with this one a little bit after we do the block grab. Um, actually, you know what? We're going to, before we do a block grab on these, uh, I even forgot to put up that, the fact that we are on a block grab. Uh, we have, we have a, uh, a wor some words from Sharpie. Sharpie, unfortunately, couldn't be with us today because she was participating in the Nick, uh, Nick, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl uh, Invitational. And um, where she went 0 2 again. And let's see what she what she has to say. So Sharpie, uh, the floor is yours. I thought that I could win that. Really free. It was all lined up so perfectly. CLG, Panda, Moist too, dude. None of them will sponsor me because I just went 0 and 2. I played perfectly. I didn't drop a single thing. You playing very terrible. What do you mean? Like, dude, it was the net code. Were you watching the same game as me? I know it was the same. I played solo. I was fine. Okay, bro, I was the net code. Shut up. You don't know nothing. That's why I'm a streamer, dude. I'm a streamer and I know what I did. GG. Thank you, Sharp. That was really good. I like the fact that she she said the full F word. And then mm -hmm. instantly went for the uh, softened F word. Mm -hmm. uh, mwah, mwah. That was good. Also, Sharp, uh, I don't know Sharpie if... gets a chef's kiss. You don't get a chef's kiss. That's fine. For your wrong uh, opinions. Look, you can be wrong all you want, Steve. It's fine. But I do want to point this out. Sharpie had this ready to go for her stream today. That's... Before she even played. <laughs> That's like... It's sort of like when you print out the, the t-shirts that say Super Bowl champions, but in reverse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were this close to some content creator uh, elsewhere in the world finding out that Sharpie went 0-2 when we, when we get the video where she went 1-2. and 2. Yep. It's okay. It's okay. Um, we're, I'm still super proud of Sharpie, man. I think uh, that was a super cool opportunity, and I think she did very well, so... Big ups to Sharpie. She is uh, now resting. So everyone send her a spirit bomb to give her some energy, will you? All right. Let's finish up this block grab. Um, today, also this morning, we had the last ever Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Direct. And Steve, I got to tell you, I was not expecting this, but started watching it. And it was like it hit me. Halfway through it, I was like, wow, Smash is over. It started in 1999, 
and Masahiro Sakurai said goodbye. And I, I got emotional. I got I got emotional. I shed a tear or two or five. I it's done for now. This is not goodbye. This is see you later. Mm. Well, look, here's the thing. Hey, it's up to Masahiro Sakurai, right? I'm sure Nintendo is going to want him to do more for money reasons, but I kind of hope he gets what he wants, uh, whether this is his goodbye or not. Um, but man, the, even just thinking about Smash Brothers Ultimate, it got announced in what, 2017, 2018? So it's been, what, like uh, three, four years now? And imagine the dev- uh, and that's uh, just on the Switch, where Smash Brothers 4, which is very closely related to the one on the Switch, came out, what, like 2016, 2015? So, man, it is a very long time for a game to be around. And I gotta tell you, man, like, yeah, and you were saying this before, where, like, you can tell that they put so much care and so much love into all that they do for this game. Uh, and not only for the game, but also to take care of the subject material that they got. Uh, it was crazy. And we saw that not just for the character, but for the um, costumes, mm -hmm. which we should probably look at yeah. first let's before we get into... Yeah, let's go ahead and block grab first. We're going to go in order that they showed. Because as soon as they started the thing, Sakurai goes, hey, here's me, me costumes. So here they are. More love for Splatoon. I got to tell you, not loving this one. Uh, we got to do these ones quick because we're getting close to the end of the show. Block or grab, Steve? I'm not uh, I'm going to block because, you know, I don't want to wear a squid on my head. I just Good. don't. I'm blocking because I kind of don't know who this is nor really care. Chat, block or grab, let me know. Yeah, block. Next. Cat hat. From, also from Splatoon. Block or grab, Steve? That is a grab. That is a grab. Look at that. Look at the kitty. Don't you just want to pet the kitty? I want to pet the kitty. I'm going to grab two just because it's a cat and the music's hilarious. Oh, look at it. There he is back there. Uh, on top of the crate. That's him. Um, I kind of wish it was his own character, to be honest. But you know what? We'll take what we can get here. So I'm going to grab on this one because this one is funny. Chat, block, or grab. Everybody's blocking. Uh, oh my god, Steve. I genuinely can't believe this is a thing. <laughs> this, this is so crazy. Is so bizarre to me. But it's he a He looks thing. so good. Look at that. He's <laughs> about to, like, murder the crap out of Mario. Mario. Oh my you know, god. You know, my heart is about 20% happy to see Doom Guy doom slayer in smash to fight and 80 percent happy for doom slayer and isabel to finally be together and have the happily ever after that they were promised <laughs> so long ago i forgot about that yeah they came out on the same day animal crossing and doom eternal that's right let oh, their man. love be eternal that is a grab Man, yeah, that's a big grab. Everybody immediately said grab. I loved watching people's reactions to this today because that was huge. That was crazy. Big ups to 
big ups to Smash for getting that. Um, speaking of big ups to Smash for somehow getting characters into their game, let's take a look at our last piece for Block Grab today, shall we? I love that this started exactly in the same spot that the 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 first announcement of Smash Ultimate started. This this is such a beautiful trailer. What in the world did he is he throwing? Is it a boomerang? Oh, it's Mickey. Who the thunder? No, it's a Keyblade. Did, I can't believe they did it. I genuinely, I still have a heart. Wait, was that it? Oh, you didn't get the full trailer. That's fine. Well, that was the full. Well, whatever. They had gameplay uh, on the we... rest of the trailer, Steve. Uh, but that's okay. So Sora from Kingdom Hearts finally makes it into Smash, and they in the direct said that six years ago when they were doing a survey for Smash Four on 3DS and Wii U, he was the most popular character in that survey and they've been trying to get them since so this has been six years in the making and they finally got this jerk in here uh i can't even fathom like what the talks have been like with disney and with uh square enix to get them in there but one thing that is very interesting and you can tell that they're they put a like they must have worked with a lot of red tape in Disney's end because there are no Disney characters at all. There's no the only reference to Disney is that little keychain in the keyblade. Which Everything is you else. Know, the logo for the entire company. Yeah. So <laughs> But like everything else, it's uh the stage is Hollow Bastion, which is an original stage. It's the final stage of Kingdom Hearts One. I played Kingdom Hearts One, I thought it was cool. Um so like this wasn't like a oh my god, this character is in, I'm so happy. But like Everybody else is really happy, and I know this is something that like must have been really tough to get. So it's super surprising and super... I think it's an amazing character to go out on, and what a hell of a way to announce it. Um, but one of the things that I did want to mention is uh, on his final smash, he puts people in the door, and then the door blows up. However, instead of having the Mickey Mouse sign, they have a smash sign on the door. Uh, in the Hollow Bastion stage, they also show a bunch of the stained glass art that was in Kingdom Hearts 1. And in the original, they had all the Disney princesses on them. On this one, they replaced them all with Final Fantasy characters. So you could tell that they worked a lot and changed a lot to get this guy in here. And man, big ups to Nintendo, because that seemed like it was gonna be impossible, but they somehow managed to do it. It's unbelievable. Big grab. I'm not a big fan of Kingdom Hearts, but big grab for me. That, that's amazing. Grab. Uh, my favorite part of this is there's this video um, made by 64 bits, which is like an animated version of the. Uh, the oh, sorry, the Kingdom Hearts remixes. characters, not Final Fantasy characters. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, Rhythm Heaven, mm -hmm. like the final stage, but they remade it all with uh, uh, with uh, Smash characters. And there's this one where they're accepting real characters and rejecting fake characters. <laughs> and since that video came out, like five or six of the rejected characters actually got uh, put in the game, either through, you know, being actual characters or through me costumes, which is insane. Yeah. So, man, easy uh, grab, easy grab. Yeah, I, I feel not like as easy as I disagree. Think, but... 
Well, here's well, no. Here's the thing. It's like anybody, even if you hate Kingdom Hearts, even if you despise that series, it's not for you. You can still understand how much of an undertaking it must have been to get this character in. So even people who are upset that that's the last character, I think they can be happy for for the fact that it happened. Um, and something I do want to say, since Smash is coming to a close, I have Smash Ultimate. I played a bit of it. it I had my fun with it, right? Uh, I think Smash is like a super unique game in the sense that it's a history book in and of itself. Like, Smash alone is, I think, such an important part of video games and video game history because it puts everything as much as it can into one place, right? Like, you have Pac-Man and Doom Guy and Sora alongside freaking uh, Mr. Game & Watch over there. Like, it's crazy. And, like, I saw Sora, like, uh, when they were doing the gameplay demonstrations i saw sora like grabbing <laughs> um a solid snake and it's like what in the world is in here and it's just it's just such a great historical catalog for where games were and where they are now it's i think it's something that's really important and like i said i got really emotional when they were going over like how it's the end and all that um i was even expecting like one of those like thanos endings like the secret ending in the end but nothing so yeah, like it's it's wild, man. There is it's such a good catalog for game history, and I think it's so important uh, to see like where we came from and where we are. Well, said. yeah. Any more thoughts on Smash and or this block grab, Steve? Uh, we should probably move to quick hits because we've got just a couple minutes left, and we've still got a few things to talk about. Okay, let's talk about new games that are coming out soon. It, wait, are they coming out soon or are they out? Um, they are coming out soon. Uh, okay. Two games got announced during the uh, KOF presentation, or, or uh, in alongside the KOF presentation. Uh, this one is the Neo Geo Pocket uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color selection volume one so this includes a whole bunch of snk uh titles gals fighters is in there uh sam show two pocket color is in there quite a bit in there uh there was also an announcement uh in the other trailer of kof let's get to the next trailer thank you it's in that Neo Geo Pocket Collection. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. Oh. We know what this is. SVC Match of the Millennium is also coming to Steam. Is this the first time we've seen a release of an SVC game in the last decade? Standalone at least. Um, but yeah, I... I the fact that they're working with Capcom on some level to make this happen is awesome to see. You know, it's that it's that forbidden door being broken. It's not just wrestling where it's happening. Crazy. That's wild. Here's hoping that this bodes well for SVC in general. Oh, geez, Steve, I'm sorry. I forgot one thing for Blocker Grab. Let's go back to Blocker Grab real quick. Steve. One one thing that was announced this past weekend, uh, it's a huge change. We're gonna do a block and grab on it. Bandai Namco now has a new logo. Steve, block grab. 
Oh my goodness. Not everything has to look like an app. Please stop doing this. Um, but this is going to be uh, the Bandai Namco logo starting next year. Uh, it is some, uh, the speech bubble, they said, is uh, reminiscent of speech in manga, which has taken over the world. Uh, they also did say it looks good on all, uh, in all sizes, i.e. we want it to look like an app logo. Block! Block, block, block. Block! Yeah. Man, I love the Bandai, oh, I love the Bandai Namco logo because it's got such a cool nod to the Namco logo with the spaceship in the back there. So it's so weird seeing it lose all that identity. So yeah, I'm going to block too. I feel like everybody else is blocking. So back to the drawing board you go, Bandai Namco. Sorry. Okay. Next, Steve, last thing before we go on the last bit of kick, quick hits. KOF98UM is getting a rollback beta. Yep, this was announced during the KOF presentation, which uh, honestly I feel like we should get into that next week because we I want to give it the attention it deserves. Mm -hmm. uh, they talked a lot about, uh, they showed off a lot of gameplay for KOF 15, talked about uh, some of the mechanics in there. Uh, and, and there are things that are really interesting that I want to talk about. But during that presentation, they did announce that uh, there would be a rollback beta coming this winter for KOF 98 Ultra Ultimate Match. Uh, the rollback update will hit in the winter. There is a beta for to test that rollback, uh, which will happen at a later point this year. Details were not announced, but once again, after the news of KOF two, uh, 2002, getting a rollback uh, patch. Now we're seeing more and more classic games mm -hmm. where you don't necessarily have to go to Fightcade in order to have a good online experience now. Here's hoping. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and again, I think if it wasn't for the success of rollback with a couple of the big games in the FGC, we wouldn't be seeing this. So here we are. Rollback City, baby. Uh, and we're getting the older games getting rolled back too, which is, I think is super important. Again, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like I was talking about Smash. It's like keeping that history alive, man, and making sure we're bringing all that fun stuff from the past into the future as much as we can. So, Steve, we finally made it. That was the longest block grab, I think, on the history of this show, speaking of histories. But we've made it, and I do believe that this is the end of the episode for this week. Unless I'm, am I missing anything? Uh, like I said, we should next week. We'll definitely dive into that uh, KOF presentation because there are some pretty good takeaways, pretty interesting takeaways from it. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, oh, and you know what happened that had no interesting takeaways at all? The Arc System Works presentation at <laughs> Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> they kind of didn't review anything <laughs> for Guilty Gear Strive. Even though they said there was going to be a big patch coming up in October. So, also, we'll see what happens uh, there. The full game list is out for Frosty Fostings, and registration is open. So, 25 games. Definitely 
check them out if you feel up to traveling uh, this winter. It should be interesting. For sure. So that's this week's episode of Best of Five. Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out. Thank you again, DJ Cream, for your sub gifts. Thank you, everybody, for playing along with Black Crab. Send us an email, will you? Bestofvshow at gmail.com. Just talk to us or something. Sorry, Steve. Let me Uh, throw one more thing in there before we go. Go for it. Uh, I just threw a link into the chat uh, for our YouTube channel. If you are subs- if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, our YouTube channel, hey, subscribe. You know we put all of our episodes up there. We put all of our interviews up there. Um, and if we hit a hundred, we get to actually change the make a custom link for our channel. We're at ninety seven right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're so three if- subscriptions away from our YouTube channel to get more perks so please go subscribe to our youtube channel so we can put out more fun stuff over there as well yeah and and we can actually be best of v show on youtube Mm because now we're that collection of characters that you see below yeah and one more one last thing sorry i do (laughs) (laughs) it just hit my brain and this is the show that never ends (laughs) now they wait we made 100 subscriptions on youtube congratulations thank you everybody we did it we're at 101 102 102 baby we did it um by the way i do want to give a big shout out to matthew and the crew over at botchamania were featured in their episode uh that was released i think either on sunday or monday so please go watch tell them we said hello uh matthew hit me up after we did the interview with max when we used the clip of his show and he used the clip of our show on his show so hey big thanks to matthew and the crew over there uh and by the crew i mean probably just matthew i'm not entirely sure if he has a team or not but anyway uh, we're featuring a botch mania. We're famous. We did it, Steve. High five. Hey. Oh, okay. All right. This has been, finally, this has been another episode of Best of Five. My name is Elon. This is my social media information here. This is the main squeeze, Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek. Steve, you can follow him at Ace King Offsuit on Twitter. And go check out some of his schedules over at juke.gg. Anything I'm missing? Oh, uh, and big thanks to Sharpie. She couldn't be here this week, but she'll be hopefully be with us next week. Uh, big congrats to Sharpie on her presence at the Invitational, uh, the the Panda Invitational, and raising some money for breast cancer uh, research fund. Right, I think that was the charity they were raising for. So big congrats to Sharpie on that. Hopefully she'll be with us next week. That's been the show. Thanks everybody for joining us. We'll see you next week. Steve, say the thing. Good night, Canada.